2: From the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak for Tuesday, June 27th. Coming up today...
3: Vladimir Putin calls the Wagner leaders traitors as prosecutors reportedly drop charges against the mercenaries.
2: President Biden says Russia can't blame the West for the failed mutiny.
3: CNN says it has the tape of former President Trump discussing secret documents.
2: And Janet Yellen is the latest U.S. official to head to China.
4: The Supreme Court is expected to announce major decisions today. Plus, New York City could start congenitalization pricing as soon as April. I'm Michael Barr.
5: More ahead. I'm John Stashower in sports. Another loss for the struggling Mets. Lost at home to Milwaukee. The Yankees
4: tonight visit Oakland. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak. The business news you need to start your day in just one 15-minute podcast each morning on Apple, Spotify, the Bloomberg Business app,
3: and everywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager.
2: And I'm Karen Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today.
3: First, we begin with the latest on the rebellion in Russia. The criminal case has been closed against the Wagner Group mercenaries who staged a failed mutiny against President Vladimir Putin. According to Russian media, authorities have dropped charges against Wagner leader Yevgeny Prigozhin and others involved in the armed rebellion. This comes after Putin appeared on state television, calling Wagner leaders traitors who sought to divide the country. Here he is speaking through an interpreter.
4: Dear friends, today I address once again all Russian citizens. I thank you for your endurance, solidarity and patriotism. Civil solidarity showed that any ransom, any attempts to organize internal unrest are doomed to fail.
3: President Putin did not mention Prigozhin by name, but he did say Wagner troops could either join the Russian army or leave for Belarus. Russian media are reporting Wagner's preparing to hand over heavy weaponry to Russian army units. President Biden, meantime, says he's in touch with allies and advisors following the weekend's events.
6: They agreed with me that we had to make sure we gave Putin no excuse. Let me emphasize, we gave Putin no excuse. To blame this on the West, or to blame this on NATO.
3: President Biden says it's still too soon to draw conclusions on the impact of the
7: revolt.
2: Well, Nathan analysts say Putin has been severely damaged by the uprising. We caught up with Bloomberg opinion columnist Andreas Kluth.
7: He looked weak for a number of reasons. Number one, he promised to bring them immediately and swiftly to a harsh justice. And of course, the opposite happened. Prigozhin gets to go to Belarus. And he compared you know, the mutiny to nineteen seventeen, that's not smart because that was when they mutinied against a Tsar who was subsequently executed in a war that was subsequently lost just before a civil war, so that's the wrong message.
2: And Bloomberg Opinion columnist Andreas Kluth says Putin now appears to be damaged goods.
3: Well, another major story we're following, Karen, brings us back to the U.S. and the legal troubles facing Donald Trump. A leaked audio recording reportedly reveals the former president discussing classified material in his possession. Amy Morris has more from our Bloomberg 99.1 newsroom in Washington. The audio recording, first obtained by CNN, comes from an interview Trump gave in 2021 for people who were working on the memoir of Trump's former chief of staff, Mark Meadows. Bloomberg has not been able to independently verify the authenticity of the recording, where the former president is heard criticizing the Joint Chiefs of Staff chairman, General Mark Milley, referencing a document Trump claims the Defense Department put together.
0: This totally wins my case, you know, mm-hmm. except it is like highly confidential, yeah. secret. <laughs> this is secret information. Yeah.
3: But look, look at this. This president, I could have de less. Yeah. No, I can't, you know, but this is yeah, now, yeah. Trump posted on his Truth Social platform that the tape was illegally leaked and claims it exonerates him. In Washington, I'm Amy Morris. Bloomberg Daybreak.
2: All right, Amy, thank you. Another political news this morning. China's premier is warning of what he calls deglobalization trends in the West. Li Qiang, speaking through an interpreter, says economic issues should not be brought into the political sphere.
7: Governments... And relevant organizations should not overreach themselves, still less overstretch the concept of risk or turn it into an ideological tool.
2: Li Qiang made the comments at the World Economic Forum in the Chinese city of Tianjin. In
7: the meantime,
3: U.S.-China relations remain in focus. Karen, we have word that another high-level White House official is headed to China. Let's get the details from Bloomberg's John Tucker. John? And Nathan, Treasury
5: Secretary Janet Yellen heads off to Beijing in early July. This is a continuation of the efforts to re-engage with the world's second-largest economy. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken just wrapped up his trip to China. The timing a little awkward. A Biden Administration executive order that would regulate and potentially cut off certain U.S. investments in China is nearing completion. Officials hope to have that ready after Yellen's trip. Well, sources say Yellen will meet with her new Chinese counterpart. She has said that the U.S. will pursue policies to defend and uh, the security and are not intended to hold China back. In New York, I'm John Tucker, Bloomberg Daybreak.
2: All right, John, thank you. Well, turning to the markets now, we should expect more rate hikes from the Fed. That's the word from Morgan Stanley. Economists at the firm predict a quarter-point increase at the July meeting. The forecast comes after Chair Jay Powell signaled the central bank is not done with its aggressive hiking cycle just yet.
3: Now, Rates are in focus in Europe as well, Karen, as top central bankers and policymakers gather in Portugal for the annual European Central Bank Forum. ECB President Christine Lagarde struck a hawkish tone in her opening speech this morning.
4: It is unlikely that in the near future, the central bank will be able to state with full confidence that the peak rates
0: have indeed been reached.
3: Christine Lagarde says the ECB will probably raise rates again in July.
2: Well, Back here in the U.S., Nathan, there is word of more job cuts coming to corporate America. Bloomberg News has learned Ford Motor plans to fire hundreds of salaried workers this week. We're told the cuts will primarily hit engineers at the automaker. Sources say Ford is trying to boost profit and lower costs around its $50 billion shift to electric vehicles.
3: Time now to take a look at some of the other stories making news in New York and around the world with Bloomberg's Michael Varr. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nathan. New York City is cleared for first in the nation
4: congestion tolls as soon as April. The plan to charge motorists driving into Midtown Manhattan received final federal approval. The Federal Highway Administration determined that an environmental review of congestion pricing had no significant impacts. In a statement, New York Governor Kathy Hochul says congestion pricing will reduce traffic in our crowded downtown, improve air quality, and provide critical resources to the MTA. Easy Pass motorists driving south of 60th Street may pay as much as $23 to enter the area. Some major decisions will be announced starting this morning before the Supreme Court takes its summer recess. The most high-profile decision is on affirmative action. The Supreme Court will also rule on whether businesses can refuse to serve LGBTQ customers. Eastern Wisconsin is currently under an air quality advisory due to smoke from the hundreds of wildfires in Canada. Dr. Jeff Poth is with UW Health
6: the way that this air
3: quality uh, affects us is that these very fine particles, these smoke particles get into our lungs and our immune systems recognize them as foreign. Uh, And then they start to attack them and that creates inflammation. Uh, And for a patient that may show up as wheezing, it may show up with a little bit of shortness of breath.
4: New York City went through a similar incident earlier this month because of smoke from the wildfires. Four cases of malaria have been reported in Florida and one in Texas in the last two months. It is the first local spread of the disease in the U.S. in 20 years, according to the CDC. Malaria is caused by a parasite that spreads through mosquito bites. Dr. Celine Gounder is editor-at-large for public health at Kaiser Family Foundation.
2: Doctors in the southeastern United States, where the weather is increasingly more hospitable to mosquitoes, should be aware that their patients could have malaria. The risk is higher where the local climate allows the mosquito that transmits malaria to survive most of the year.
4: Dr. Gounder spoke to CBS. Former federal politician Olivia Chow will be Toronto's first Asian-Canadian mayor after earning a narrow victory in yesterday's municipal election chow had the most votes with 37 percent global news 24 hours a day powered by more than 2700 journalists and analysts in over 120 countries i'm michael barr this is bloomberg nathan all
3: right michael thank you time for the bloomberg sports update with john stash hour next nathan the mets nearly won the
5: NL East last season lost that in a tiebreaker came out this year with a 350 million dollar payroll in hopes of overtaking atlanta but here in late june the mets trail the braves by 16 games another met loss this one at city field beaten by milwaukee two to one as the mets managed only three singles wasted five scoreless innings by justin verlander the brewers won on a two-run homer in the sixth by joey wemer it came off drew smith just returned from his 10-game suspension meanwhile atlanta won again the braves have won 18 of their last 21 another Shohei Ohtani home run and an Angels win. That's his 26th homer. Yankees are in Oakland tonight. The A's are 20 and 60. They recently had a seven-game winning streak, but since then they're 1 and 10. In Omaha, the end of the College World Series.
1: 0-2 pitch. Swing!
5: LSU Radio, a bizarre final series as Florida won Game 2 24-4, and then 24 hours later, LSU won the decisive Game 3 18-4. Awards night in the NHL, the Hart Trophy for MVP, won for the third time by Edmonton's Connor McDavid. He had a 153-point season, most points since Mario Lemieux in 1996. The Rangers' Adam Fox finished second for the Norris as the top defenseman. The Islanders' Ilya Sorokin, runner-up for the Vezina as top goalie. Hard Knocks, the HBO reality show that follows an NFL team in training camp, will reportedly this season document the Jets. They were also featured in 2010. Jets coach Rob had said he'd rather not have the distraction. John Dashauer, Bloomberg Sports.
6: Success is more than a destination. It's a path you take one step at a time.
3: Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager, and it is another morning of fast-moving developments following the weekend mutiny attempt in Russia. Prosecutors have closed their criminal case now against the Wagner Group and its leader, Yevgeny Prigozhin. That's after President Vladimir Putin appeared on state television last night, promised to respect a deal that would end the biggest threat to his nearly quarter century in power. For more on what's been happening since the weekend revolt, we're joined by Bloomberg opinion columnist Andreas Kluth, who has written a recent piece on Putin's biggest mistakes in the Wagner uprising. Andreas, it's good to speak with you this morning. It was just a couple of days ago, of course, that President Putin was promising inevitable punishment for the Wagner mercenaries following that march toward Moscow. Now that charges have reportedly been dropped, is this resolution to the crisis?
7: No, there's absolutely no resolution to anything uh, um, in this crisis, and it'll go on for a long time. We just don't know how, but... You know that was one stunning, one of the stunning, uh, of, uh, u-turns on Saturday that happened almost like by the minute, by the half hour on that day, and and slightly at a slower pace since. I think it was one of the mistakes Putin made. He he came he gave an address. He had to say something, and tried to channel his own old strongman personality and says these people will be held to account. They're punishment will be inevitable and harsh and all of these things. And of course, he's been on record many times before that saying that the one thing he will never forgive is betrayal. And he never named Prigozhin, but he said, these people are betraying us. And then like a half hour later or something, it was revealed that Alexander Lukashenko, the little, I call him the baby dictator, you know, the 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 mini me next Mm. door in Belarus, Made a deal, or at least made the call, and that Prigozhin will go to Belarus scot free, and that is, of course, a cognitive dissonance. That that is just one way that I think he he uh, Putin signaled that he's no longer in control. He is no longer strong. If you promise pu- promise punishment, but then don't deliver it, he could still deliver it. I'm not sure whether to trust this. By the way, um, I, I, you know, a lot of people are saying uh Prigozhin should be checking his underwear for Novichok. I don't know if you get the joke, but, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they could still be coming after him. But Prigozhin may have other plans as well. So, uh, but in general, I think that was one way in which other potential enemies of Putin will now say, hmm, maybe I'll hatch my plans.
3: Well, what could those plans be if Purgosian at this point is in Belarus right now? There are reports that Purgosian's plane has landed there. It's unclear whether he was actually on it. But what could Purgosian do at this point?
7: Uh, I, I Just then I wasn't speaking about Purgosian specifically, but I'm very I, I don't know. Hmm. Here's another thing that's unclear. How many, if any, but I think how many of his mercenaries will go to Belarus with him? And then what role will they play? Will they still be, if they don't really like Putin, recognize Belarus or Ukraine as a state? They think it's all part of greater Russia. Will they stage other attacks into Ukraine from there? Will they point their weapons at Belarus or back at Russia? Or will they just do nothing? I think that is, you can rule that out. Uh, So all of that is unclear. But remember that Putin will have other enemies who just haven't come out of the woodwork so far because they're looking for signs of weakness.
3: And I guess there's the question as well about whether the Wagner troops if they're folded into the Russian army could contribute even further to instability. Is that something that's on your uh, on your radar as well?
7: Well, sort of the issue of instability in the Russian army is huge. I mean, so remember the uh, Ukrainian counterattack is sort of underway one quarter, I would say. They they've been holding back their they're the the best trained troops with the most modern leopard two tanks and all of that for a big push. And of course, they're hoping. I mean, if this coup had or if this we were calling it a mutiny, right. if this mutiny had continued, then it could be um, as in, you know, even Putin made this this, Ill, you know, analogy to two, uh, 1917 in, in World War One when uh, Russian soldiers mutinied. They could have lost morale a little bit like last autumn, last fall, you know, and, and and there could have been disorder in the ranks. That would have been great for the Ukrainians. Now they're trying to incorporate all the private paramilitary forces, but especially the Wagner group. That's what it's aimed for. And as you say, let's see what, who knows what these Wagner mercenaries, including former convicts, what they'll do if they if they play nicely and the, if they take orders from Sir, from shoigu the defense minister who was the number one enemy of mm-hmm. prigozhin their former boss will they still take orders from prigozhin we don't know